Hey guys, you already know what it is. The Geary's are back one more time. Amos Vuelto. Today's episode is going to focus on the program called Auxiliares de Conversacion that Andres and I both participated in. Actually, Andres is still doing it. It's a program in Spain that allows you to live in a Spanish town and teach in either a primary or a high school and it's just a great opportunity to go back and live in Spain and learn Spanish in a place where they natively speak that language. Very, very cool. So we're going to get a little bit into that. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, we wanted to talk to you a little bit today about one of, for me personally, has been one of the most rewarding experiences of my entire life, not only for the good that it helped me with learning Spanish, um, but on top of that, also just being an independent person, really I feel like rounding out different parts of my personality, and then also getting to hang out with some little kids who are like super fun, and I don't know about you guys, but I, I think little kids are super cute, and uh, they are, yeah, they're a blast to hang yeah, out with. I wanna definitely second how this program helps people become a bit more independent, dude. Like having that, distance and separation from everything comfortable right back at home like it has accelerated me turning into an adult for better or for worse you know i certainly highlighted some um juvenile flaws and like the way that i acted before and i was like so much more childish when i still lived back at home but i also was going to a university that was a commuter school so that allowed me to stay at home with my parents and i was even more like Shelter is probably not the right word, but just like not advancing in the form of becoming an adult. So this program like really offered that to me. And then what we want to do today is just kind of rattle off a couple of pros and cons so people have a better understanding of what this program really is. And then uh, over the last two and a half years, this has been my full-time, we'll get into that in a second, but full-time profession. And I have accumulated a couple of tips for those people that are seriously considering applying for the program. So the way that I first heard about this program goes all the way back to 2012 when we were still studying in the Complutense in Madrid. Andres and I decided to go out to the Complutense pool and we, so we were hanging out, we were swimming, we were throwing some frisbee and we met an American there who was older than it seemed the normal age to study abroad. And then we got to talking and I asked him what he was doing in Spain and like how did he, how did he continue uh, to live there? And he told me about this program called Auxiliares de Conversacion, which is a, uh, so it's a program run by the Spanish government that uh, it's actually technically what it is, it's a grant given to uh, a native English speakers from all around the world, uh, given to them by the Spanish government that allows them to go be more or less English teachers. Yeah, more so an assistant. It's just like Andres and I were saying, it's one of the best ways to grow as a person because you have to take all of the situations that you're comfortable in and all of your friends and everyone who knows you and your entire life that you, that you have built up till that point for 20 however many years and drop all of it. And you have to rebuild your personality step by step, block by block, interaction by interaction, friend by friend. Obviously, I you know learned to speak definitely better when I was studying abroad, but then I came back to America, didn't use it that much, and then when I finally returned to Spain, I was still, I felt like I was at a decently low level. Um, and then when, you, when you're at a low level like that, 
you're really limited in the number of things that you could say to other people. You're like a little baby yeah. who can only say these certain things. And as you get yeah, better talk about being socially awkward, you know, like that feeling that you have, even if it's in your own language and then being limited to some sparse words here and there and not throwing together like really coherent sentences, you can feel really strange. And then like your ego takes a, a hefty blow because mm. it's just, you know, you're accustomed to the reputation, the personality, the, all the characteristics of being back at home. And I love this analogy, dude. I've never heard you say that, but it's practically like being a baby again. And you, But in the sense that you get to start over, not like being plunged into this shitty scenario. Well, because it was a decision. Like, okay, I have practically no relation to anything here. No one knows that I just showed up. I could just pass imperceptibly the next three months probably, or I can like slowly kind of work on me and like becoming the, am I just going to replicate the Andrew that was back at home and try to like be him again? Or do, was there things that I wanted back in the States that I always said like excuses why I wasn't a certain way. And now it's a lot easier because there aren't those impediments. There aren't the people that have expectations of you acting a certain way. And for as much as we hate that that's true, it weighs. So, yeah, dude, I love it. You should be a baby again. And as your ability to speak Spanish progresses, you slowly go up, oh, now I'm a seventh grader because I can say all the things that I could say in English but when I was in seventh grade. Now I'm a high school. Now I'm like a college student. Now, and you like slowly develop your personality again, but you don't necessarily develop into the same exact person. You can take all the things you liked about yourself in English and in that culture, and you can be like, all right, but like, what things did I not like? What things can I improve? And it's just the best excuse to improve yourself because you're in a totally new situation. None of your old friends are there. You can't, it's a great way to not fall back on the same habits. You think, who am I and what do I actually like to do? And you just rebuild yourself from scratch, basically. And then at the end of the day, you, I think you probably most of the time end up being a very, very similar person, but with there are definite differences and I feel like sometimes when I speak Spanish because of the way that I developed that skill I I feel like I have a slightly different personality in Spanish than I do in English I mean it's said that when you learn a new language and you speak that language you generally inherit some kind of new personality you know to, no one knows the extent to which that happens but I think that the, the language is obviously embedded in the culture, and so if you have been around it long enough to really speak the language, you'll have been somehow influenced by that culture, and so you're definitely going to be a little different. But even more um, fascinating is that if you're aware of it, you can start working on, like, those character flaws. Or I know that when I was in the States, I was so, like, concerned with being perceived as, like, a, a tough guy. You know, like I wanted to be respected for like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Just being too tough probably is the best and easiest way to put it. And then here I was like, I'm going to let myself be a pansy. Like I want to be kind of a cake, bro. And I'm, I mean, I'm not. It's not like me. But at the same time, 
I got lots of friends that think they could probably whoop my ass. And I don't even tell all the stories or anything. I don't want to be that guy anymore. Let's just let dead yeah. dogs lie. I got plenty of friends back at home that can repeat those silly stories, but Andrew wants to be a more peaceful character. <laughs> so it was way easier coming to Spain. And yeah. I think we're just saying the same thing over and over that when you do a study abroad program or if you want to do something like this where you actually work abroad, it's a really um, – I don't know, nurturing chance to kind of create the new version of yourself. I do want to go even one step further. Not only is it a great chance for you to make those personal decisions to change yourself, it actually forces you a lot of the way. If you are kind of a closed off introverted person, there's no better exercise than forcing yourself to move to a country where you don't know anybody and you don't speak the language and going to buy a loaf of bread is a fucking experience that you like have to work up some confidence for you know yeah, and then when yeah. you do that but that's the thing is when you live that every single day for two and a half three months nine months a year two years however long you stay there you just kind of realize that you can do that all the time and it just becomes so much easier. The way that I first thought about it was more or less an excuse to be able to go back and live in Spain. And you're gonna get a visa and like if you fill it out properly and on time, you're probably gonna get accepted. Um, so I was like, I really wanna go back to Spain. How can I get yeah. there? And then Dude, from there was a making like much of a heartfelt confession. I bet everyone would freaking agree with that. For me, it seems like a lot of people just want to travel abroad. And that kind of takes us to our next point for people that are thinking that they might have missed their chance to do a travel abroad. Um, work abroad. They're like this program offers you a visa for a nine month stay in a foreign country. And so, like, in the if you're the type of person that always wanted to do that in co high school or college, but for whatever reason didn't get around to it, I think that this is an excellent second or third chance, for that matter, to to go live somewhere for an extended stay and soak up a brand new culture. Yeah, so. absolutely. There are so many different benefits to this. One of them is obviously you getting to learn Spanish better. Another one is you getting to the opportunity to travel in Europe if you want to on the weekends. Like Andres was saying, he doesn't work on Fridays. So if you've got a three-day weekend every week, then you can. that's a pretty good opportunity to go travel around. Um, and traveling, you can travel very cheaply if you try to. And you can, you can be doing that a lot of weekends if, if that is something that you really want to do. But what I was going to say is the culture aspect too, is just being able to see firsthand the differences in culture between America and Spain. And obviously there are a lot of similarities, but there are a lot of, lot of differences too that you would never think about until you yeah. go there and you live those experiences. And that just gives you such a broader perspective every everything in life everything yeah. I think the best absolutely the best way to learn a language and obviously I'm not going to be saying anything crazy here is you know immersive everyone's going to agree with that that's the best and easiest way but I'm going to say the reason why is because you get to learn the language and the culture together as one thing it's not here's the language yeah. and here's one little yellow box with one paragraph about the culture 
every chapter of your of your studying book. No, you're living that culture every single day. And it just goes together so hand in hand that because the language develops around how the culture is. That's that's something I believe absolutely language shapes the culture too, but the culture is what shaped the language and media. I mean, it's a chicken and the egg type thing, but mm-hmm. that is just this, it's so, it makes so much more sense when you learn it in context, when you learn it with that culture, then you're like, oh, that's why they use this particular word. Oh, that's what this actually means. Versus if you learn it out of a book, you're not really gonna understand the context as well. You're going to learn, well, yeah. this word is 100% equivalent to this word in English. And that's just not the way it works. So piggybacking on what Mike just said, I want to discourage any dicks from applying to this program that aren't trying to learn languages. Because exactly. we just taking our spots, man. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, no, I did. Seriously, I, it's, good for, it's good for anybody. Anyone who has an English degree can come out here, whether you're like an engineer, you were just into sciences, it doesn't matter. But... This is a marvelous program for the people who are probably most intrigued in this podcast, which are language learners, specifically Spanish. Absolutely. Yeah. Look into it. And then just my last point that I want to bring up, which uh, is like a pro and a con, is from my vantage, there's plenty of pay for the hours that we work if you're not a dumbass. And the con is that Sadly, because we're from the States or from Australia or Britain, with the wage that we earn, we're almost all dumbasses. Like, it's it's kind of hard. And so I, what I want to tell you is that you're only going to be making 700 euros a month. And that sounds like shockingly little. There's ways to adjust your income. You can definitely supplement. You can definitely learn to make it stretch. And before you like wig out and think, oh my God, I could never live off of 700 in just a week. That's like only my apartment. To give you an idea, I'm paying 120 euros a month for my apartment. So it's just a sliver. The cost of living out here is so much cheaper. And I just gave an example about rent. Another place that you can like starkly see this contrast is in fruterias, and that's like a fruit store, but it also sells vegetables. If you go to a, a, a bit of a bigger one, the one that I normally go to, it sells fish, nuts, pastries, um, but it's not a supermarket. You know, like there's a practically nothing in there that's processed. Just think fruits and vegetables. And anyway, so you walk in, everything in Europe practically is done in metric so every all the prices are according to kilos and for like one kilo of apples recently i mean the last like month and a half pink lady apples for 2.2 pounds have been one euro and 39 cents and i could find you a place in the united states where they'll sell you one pink lady for double that price. And probably nowhere will they even sell you a pound for that price. But, I mean, it's not all so glorious, the ratio, I mean. But just like in general, dude, I go to the first store, I stock up like mad, and it's enough for the entire week. Uh, I probably leave having spent 10 euros. Maybe, maybe 15, but what listeners probably will doubt when they hear it, um, that's like the majority of my food, just potatoes, sweet potatoes, zucchinis, uh, pumpkin or squash, and then a 
just a fuck ton of fruits and vegetables. So Spain has been in a pretty bad economic crisis for the last couple of years, as you may or may not know. Um, but to be perfectly honest, it actually kind of nos conviene, that kind of is convenient for us as we're going over nos, there. Nos viene bien. Nos, nos viene bien. Uh, yeah, so that's because that means the cost of living is so much lower um, for, for things that are completely vital to life. So that means that expensive high ticket items are going to be very expensive, like um, technology or like an Apple computer over there, crazy expensive. But if you look at things that are absolutely vital to life in the eyes of a Spanish person, like uh, a loaf of bread or fruits and vegetables, or so those could be crazy cheap. But if you also look at Spanish culture, what is also is completely vital, going out for some cañas with people and having some tapas. That, to them, is completely vital to a healthy social life. And that's why that is also crazy, crazy cheap. It will be about a euro, or maybe in a slightly bigger town, maybe like a euro 20. In Segovia, it was generally about a euro to a euro 20 to go out and you get about eight ounces of beer and you get a little small thing of tapas, a little plate of food that goes along with that for free. Um, and then you also don't have to tip. So let me say this, if you go to, uh, for example, like a discoteca, that's gonna be very expensive because they don't see that as, as important and it's not as vital to like, so that's gonna be very, that's gonna be six, seven you know, euros for a copa. But, uh, but going out for cañas, that's, that's crazy cheap too. So you can live well, like Andres is saying, like don't let that number don't don't put that into a conversion to be like, oh, that's only 800 and however many dollars. Think about it in terms of what that can buy you. The buying power with that there is a, is a lot higher if you just kind of, if you just think about it a little bit more, if you're just a little bit more effortful in the way that you spend your money. So guys, that was the episode for today. Hope you enjoyed and just to cover really quickly what we discussed um this program isn't just for people interested in learning languages though that's what this podcast is normally geared for this program is incredible in the sense that it allows you to grow as a person by way of taking you outside your comfort zone and just giving you a chance to really as we put it earlier be a baby once again and thereby go through the developmental steps of creating who you want to be and it's really nice because guess what you've already become adult an adult once so you know how you want to do it a second time the character flaws the new things that you want to um admit into your like new character being so it's a it's a really good program financially speaking touched on that too you can really make the money stretch don't go calculating um what it, what the 700 bucks is in dollars i think that this has been uh yeah an, an incredible experience so if you guys have any questions or want to know more specific details about the pro the program that we didn't cover just leave it in the comments and we'll definitely address those a set up venga gente eso es de dos guis sin guia so we're gonna take off we had a good time hope everyone else did too and uh i looked up i cheated right i used to say metido vampiro and other idiot things like that well i know a new one hasta luego fuego <laughs> all so right that's us signing off i don't know yes. if you want to give them a salute or something but i'm out of here all right hasta la semana que viene hasta la próxima Ciao, chicos. Venga.